Welcome to Observe and Retort. <laughs> Hi. My name is David Henry. And I'm Luna Stjernebu. And this week, I am not even letting you get an introduction. I am diving straight in. Why? We can talk about how we're doing after okay. my story. Okay. I would sure, love to hear how you're doing. I want to hear it. <laughs> you do not. I do. I genuinely do. Okay. However, I'm okay. getting straight to the point with my first story. All right. I'm jumping straight in. Well, I can't stop you. You can't. <laughs> so you do because, that, Because, and the reason why I'm doing that is because I have too perfect a story. Okay. Well, there we go. Now you got to. It is at, just with your passion for genitalia-related stories. <laughs> our shared passion for stories that we can, like, deep dive into and bring new mm. perspectives to when we discuss mm -hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. And our like audience's that. passion for when we bring stories that are about Denmark. This story yeah. is the holy trifecta. Well, I know exactly it what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why when I saw it earlier in the week, I immediately knew I was going to bring it to the podcast. There was yeah. no question. Which is why it was so annoying <laughs> when after I'd watched 14 episodes... And done a whole bunch of research and read a shit ton of things about it. It became a huge international news story and went yeah. properly viral before we could record. We... But let's do a deep dive then, because I don't think a lot of people actually know yeah. so many things about it. That is so true. introduce it first, maybe. <laughs> I mean, already some people will get it. But, you know, arguably mm -hmm. the story is now too big for the podcast. But I agree with you. I think <laughs> that's... That's appropriate. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a joke. Now I mean. you get it. Now you yeah, get I it. Got there it. we go. I mean, just the simple fact of how many people sent me this story yeah, suggests that it's not, it's out of scope of the news you missed this week. I don't think mm -hmm. that many people missed it. But I think I can yeah. give some context that maybe people haven't uh Maybe seen. say what it is, David. I'm building up to it, Lynn. <laughs> I'm building up. It deserves the build-up. Just you wait. Uh, sure, sure, sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cool, also, cool, cool. this did give me some insight into how shit a lot of journalism is. Oh, welcome. Because yeah. I translated a whole bunch of articles on, like, on Monday. Yeah, I apologize on behalf of fucking Denmark. No, it's no, that that's not the problem. The Danish <laughs> articles were fine. This is a story okay. from Denmark, Okay. I'll, you know, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll launch it now. So the story mm -hmm. is new Danish kids TV show stars man with the world's longest, most mischievous penis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John Dillament. There we go. Yeah. And I translated early when I was doing my research. As soon as I saw the story, I was like, this is the story I'm bringing to the podcast. I started doing uh -huh. research. I was like, let's go. And then when it went really viral and I saw it all over, like in the New York Times and in the Guardian, I yeah. saw a bunch of articles that were directly just translating articles I'd just translated with no source and no, like in the Guardian, they had an article that was literally a DR article, not the same author. They just translated it and then were just like, this is a new article, it. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. This counts. <laughs> So holy shit, I could That's be a convenient. Guardian journalist. <laughs> I'd already written the article that she'd written. Well, you're anyway. a star. <laughs> um, so yeah, new Danish kids TV show, John Dillerman, stars the man with the world's longest, most mischievous penis. And straight from the start, I think I need to say that very often when things go viral from a non-English speaking country, in the English-speaking world, there is a mistranslation. Sure. Like, half of the stories that you see about some guy in China doing something crazy, it's probably down to a mistranslation or through translation, people haven't realized that it's satire or something like right. that. And I 100% have seen that happen with stories yeah. from Scandinavia, <laughs> stories from Denmark and Sweden, where people have mistranslated something and you go, you've completely not got it. Mm -hmm. So to get some clarity, despite the fact that I have not sung in public since school, 
I'm going to translate the theme song for you all right are now. You, are you going to sing it? So that you can tell uh, whether there has been a mistranslation. So here we go. But here I haven't the... heard, though. I haven't heard it. Do you want to hear it in Danish or in English first? I'm not going to sing it in Danish. I'm just... Or do you want to... Just do it in English. Just do no, it. Okay. I, I trust so. you. <laughs> Good day. Dear John D. Lyman. John Willyman, John Willyman, he has the world's longest Willyman. There's nearly nothing he can do with it. He can swing it around, he can get embarrassed, he can save the world if he's just allowed. John Willyman, John Willyman, John Willyman, John Willyman, John Willyman, John Willyman. John Willyman. I don't feel like I need the Danish, but I would like to hear you sing it in Danish also. Can we so in that? summary, not a translation <laughs> error at all. This is 100% a Danish kids TV show about the man with the world's longest penis. His name yeah. is John Willyman, and he can save the world if he's just allowed with yeah. his longest penis. It is very on brand for Denmark, I would say. <laughs> As Dane, it's I I am not shocked for a second. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I'm actually I'm going to go back and give some bigger context to this outside of okay. John Dillerman. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, this show is aimed at four to eight year olds. It is proving to be pretty controversial, um, both in Denmark and outside of Denmark. Mm-hmm. And I do think, as I say, I think we need to give the full context and to fully understand this story i think we need to go back to september 2020 because last year there was also international outrage about a danish tv show aimed at kids yeah so i don't know if you remember this but there is a show called ultra strips down yeah as a dane you will but others may have heard about it if you're you know not in denmark you may have heard about this show as well it was reported all over the internet Back in September mm-hmm. of 2020. And this is a show. Uh, Ultra is the kids TV channel in Denmark that's aimed at 9 to 14 year olds. And Strips Down. I think you guys will work out in a second what Strips Down refers to. It's a show where adults get naked in front of children. <laughs> Which when you say, say that <laughs> yeah. sounds pretty terrible. But the idea is that a selection of adults strip naked in front of 11 to 13 year olds yeah, who get to ask any questions that they want to. It's a body education, like not just sex education, but like sex and body and health education show. Right. Where nine to 14 year olds get to see what bodies look like, normal mm-hmm. bodies. Mm-hmm. And they get to ask as many questions as they want. So it's like destigmatizing, yeah, these things and trying to give a a more realistic view of what bodies look like. Exactly. Okay. And this caused a fair amount of controversy, but there was also quite a bit of backlash to the controversy of actually this show is really great. Did and you I, watch? I have. I've done a lot of research for, the, <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> nice. I've seen a lot of penis, so. <laughs> <laughs> You just had a good old time, haven't you? <laughs> um, so the kids on this show got to ask questions like, at what age did you grow hair on the lower part of your body? Or mm. have you considered removing your tattoos? Uh, are you pleased with your private parts? Mm-hmm. And they get to have answers from these normal adults who are all sorts of different adults. You know, they have mm. different types of bodies. They have disabilities. They have old, they have young, they have different ethnicities. It's, it's you know, a wide range to show the wide range of what bodies actually look like. Right. And if you watch an episode, you can see that that show is entirely non-sexual. Like, yes, it's adults stripping down in front of children, which does sound bad, but there is just nothing sexual. It's, you know, when you go to a doctor and they check your prostate, you're not thinking, well, this is pretty sexual. <laughs> Buy you're thinking me dinner first. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe you make a joke about that, but you're not actually you're thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, because you're uncomfortable. <laughs> but this is getting kids comfortable with what their body will look like. Right. 
and it's much better to have adults stripping down in front of them than other kids, then that would be bad. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, not everyone felt that way. So, mm. outside of Denmark, when this hit the news in... I mean, it was already on its second season by September 2020, but it hit the news outside. Someone found it. Uh, but in Denmark as well, from Dansk Folkeparti, the... Shocking. Far-right party. racist, conservative party, yeah. The far-right party in Denmark. Uh, Peter Skorup from Dansk Folkeparti said, the ultra strips down is depraving our children. It is too early to children for children to start with male and female genitalia. At that age, he said, they already have many things running around in their heads. They have to yeah, learn that. it. <laughs> <laughs> they have to learn it at the right time. He added, saying this information should be presented by parents or schools so that it is not delivered in this vulgar way as the children's channel does. Which is just if you watch the show again it's not in a vulgar way yeah like it's clearly non-sexual and these that's kids the problem because that you know that they're sexualizing bodies just because they're bodies and the exactly. whole point is that you know people should understand that it is simply bodies we like get around with them basically like yeah that's and i think sexual i think most people like i i was interested to see i looked at some old articles on this and in the british press where they'd written these articles clearly trying to stir up controversy when mm. you looked at the public i don't necessarily expect that much of the public that comments on british tabloid newspapers articles but they mm -hmm. were all saying these kind of things it's not sexual it seems like a great idea to get kids to see normal bodies yeah and that's the thing like these kids will apps when he says they have to learn it at the right time these kids are going to see nudity when i was 11 right. i'd already seen nudity and i'm from the british isles <laughs> where we're much less comfortable with the human body than you godless right. continental europeans like <laughs> the sight ah. of an ankle makes us go oh okay calm down <laughs> and <laughs> i didn't grow up when like now kids have naked bodies in their pocket at all times like i'm before that stage i hope you're talking about their phones yes okay to, to see naked bodies i had to find abandoned porn magazines in the park whereas these kids have them right there it's always oh. learning things about you david i'm so happy you're sharing <laughs> the people want to know and now Any we know point being there's naked bodies all over the internet. And if you're 11, you're going to see them. And mm -hmm. the bodies that you're going to see will likely not be normal ones. Mm -hmm. And that's not Can to I shame. A a yes. Uh, and oh, you're probably going to get to it. But I'm just curious to see how, like, do you feel the same way about John Dillerman? Well, that's where we'll get there. Okay. I am excited about that. That's why I'm giving the context of this show. Uh, it was a show aimed at kids involving nudity mm -hmm. or involving genitalia, rather, because John Dillerman's not naked. Uh, you can see his no, penis like through his, his clothes, but it's not right. It's not, like his clothes. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. Uh, Could you imagine going with that to the tailor? Could you just. Uh... <laughs> Like, it's so a regular weird. problem for me no. um, <laughs> actually yeah. you were crying watching this because you just felt so seen <laughs> so the point that i'm building to is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that actually this whole thing of it should happen at the right time i think there's a great argument that it should happen earlier like 11 to 13 Kids are already starting to see bodies as sexual rather than as just bodies. Sure. Whereas if you get in there earlier, then it's just a body. Yeah. To a kid, yeah, like penises are funny, 
but they're funny because you pee from there. They're not funny because of any sexual matter. They're funny because like, they stick out. are just funny because they're all weird and wobbly and they're yeah. just like there between your legs, like this like meat hanging out there. Like, what is that? That's just weird. But for a so kid who's under funny. nine, that's not a, they can be funny, but they're not a sexual funny. So getting yeah, to them at that age at that is, yeah. Yeah. is an even better time to say, look, we all have bodies and they're weird and <laughs> they're peculiar. Mm -hmm. And it's important mm -hmm. to get comfortable with your own body and ask questions and starting that conversation should absolutely happen earlier. Definitely. And that's if you listen to some quotes from the kids, they say, you know, they were really, uh, this 11 year old, Sonia says, I feel more confident about my own body now. Uh, for Ida, the, who's watching for the, the, the strip thing? Yeah, for watching the okay. the ultra strips down. Right. So that is my context, which I felt was important to say, because okay. back in September, it hit international news that DR, the Danish equivalent of the BBC, uh, had a show where adults got their penises out in front of children. And that hit mm -hmm. international news. And I think that when you actually think about it, the vast majority of people would say this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And DR's response to this controversial, award-winning, mm -hmm. thoughtful show aimed at nine to 14-year-olds was, uh, well, I mean, we've already heard it, haven't we? John Dillerman. What did he say? Oh, I, you can't hear, but I'm playing the doom song again. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> was to introduce this show aimed at four to eight year olds about John Willie man who has the world's longest Willie. Right. Yeah. The, the natural next step, I guess. What the? To introduce very much not a thoughtful show <laughs> <laughs> aimed at a younger audience than he's really. Oh, Lord. So, what sort of things happen in the show? Maybe it's like educational. Would you like to hear Tell some episode it. descriptions? I would, I would love to. I have seen, I've seen 14 episodes of this show. Well, how are you feeling about it? Uh, I'm going to give you some episode descriptions. So, okay. imagine if you had the world's longest willy. John it does. <laughs> it often gets him in trouble and can be really awkward. But when he stands up and takes control, it's different. Then he can save children, babies, and cars, and even raise the flagpole with his willy. Actually, he can save the whole world if he's just allowed to. Uh. Episode 14. John has a really crap day. He was sent into the city, but by mistake, he finds himself on a farm, and suddenly the willy has stolen a tractor, and a mad bull is on the loose. Okay. John must save okay. the day like a real bullfighter. And a real crap day suddenly becomes a real hero day. Right up until oh. the farmer connects the electric fence to John's willy. Oh, God. Episode 7. At the zoo, <laughs> John unfortunately steals an ice cream with the willy. That starts even more chaos. With a lion on the loose, John must both fight with the lion and stand up against a snake. Not his snake. Okay, I was just going to ask. <laughs> also his snake. Also, yeah. When the willy gives him problems, he must clean up and save the day because he is John Dillerman. Okay, so can we unpack that for a second? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do see a big problem in the fact that it's like, oh, his penis has its own life. Like, oh, you can't, that's... The penis is just gonna do what it's gonna do. Oh well, like that is what how I see it, the the main issue here. I I because I that is that, already sure. a fucking problem in this culture. Yeah, that is like boys will be boys, and if you have a wiener, then you're not gonna be able to control yourself, and that's just how it is. And uh, I do not subscribe to that belief <laughs> i don't i think that's toxic as hell it's just not great and i i agree with uh what you're saying about society in general mm -hmm. and his penis does a lot of stuff that is out of his control i mean it picks up a kitchen knife and threatens himself with it uh, 
It picks up a hunting shotgun. It does a whole uh, a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that's definitely, I will say, very clearly, none of it's sexual. It's a very sure. mischievous penis. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. I bet. And you have touched on one of the, I mean, there's been a lot of critique, a lot, a lot, a lot of criticism of this show right. uh-huh. from many different directions. And yeah. you have absolutely picked up one. <laughs> and I was fully prepared to say that this show went too far and was, you know, just not a good idea. But... And then I watched it. <laughs> and I watched 14 episodes of this goddamn show. And honestly, it's fucking amazing. Like, the show is really good. How is it good? I bet it's really fun and uh, entertaining. I think so, that's fine. But is it a good message, you think? Well, to your point about... Mm-hmm. Like the the criticism of John Dillerman doesn't take responsibility, and and the the argument here is in exactly as you've said, like a naughty penis doing its own thing, yeah, is is an irresponsible message to show to kids. But <laughs> here's my my point back. Okay, kids absolutely love to blame other things for stuff they've done. Mm-hmm. Like when you hang out with a kid and they do grown something do wrong. Too, so yeah. Yeah, grown-ups <laughs> do too, but kids will blame like uh-huh. they'll blame their teddy bear or their invisible friends or their whatever. Right. And they will yeah. say that something that they did was something else. Yeah. And so when people say like, "Oh, they they're going to copy John Dillerman and putting the blame on their willy, but they're not." Like, all they would be doing is swapping from saying that was Teddy to saying that was Willie. Mm-hmm. And the thing that John Dillerman does do, that little, the bit that you heard at the end of the theme song, I'll play it again, just that little bit. John Dillerman! I can't hear anything. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so he says... <laughs> I'm not there, I'll... David. <laughs> we like really I'm need to fix the sound the so that you, you can hear. So for our audience, I'll play a my translation of that. It's that is John Dillerman. It's John Dillerman. That is his like catchphrase. And what he says it? that. He says it's John Dillerman. Okay. He says that about himself to say, Am I going to let these bad things happen? Or am I going to take responsibility and okay. fix them? Okay. Am I hmm. going to say no, that is my penis that's doing these things. And I need to take responsibility and fix the situation. Okay. So the actual message that I think it's like, if your kid watched this show and then was like, well, it was the willy, Mm -hmm. your response would be, and what does John Dillerman do? He says, it's John Dillerman. He takes responsibility and he fixes the situations that he's messed up. It's fair enough. You're not 100% convinced. But I'm not convinced, but I get it. I, I, yeah. It's I a think good as point. a message, him saying like, I'll, I'll step up. I'll take responsibility. I'll fix these situations uh-huh. is, is genuinely quite a good message. I and do agree that that's a good message. I'm ju- I, I keep going back to the fact that they write it so that the penis has its own will and life. And that's what I think is not great. Yeah, but if you, if you entirely, if you take it from the perspective of a four-year-old, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where the penis is entirely non-sexual. Yeah. So if you remove the sexual association that we as adults have with the penis Mm -hmm. it's really it's not that different from uh, having a teddy bear that does naughty things and then a kid has to take responsibility Mm -hmm. 
and everyone is like, that's your teddy bear. They don't actually do stuff. It's just a teddy. And the kid's like, but it was. It was him. It's Calvin and Hobbes where the tiger messes up a whole bunch of stuff. Apart yeah. from in Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin never takes responsibility. Whereas mm-hmm. John Dilliman does take responsibility for what his little friend does <laughs> and fixes little. the situation and goes, uh-huh. it's not acceptable for me to go. So if you remove, obviously, if it was, I mean, if it was in any way sexual, then it would be completely inappropriate. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So as a applying me to into it and applying like sexual harassment and sexual assault is adding a layer of like sexual considerations i understand what you're saying about this and i i'm not like obviously kids don't have that sexual association and everything i'm just thinking if that if they have an understanding as the penis as being out of control as like having its own life then going into the teenage years and all that because of all the other stuff they're gonna also hear which is that message basically is what we're saying about boys or like cis boys is that boys will be boys and like so i'm just thinking does this have like an an unnecessary kind of springboard is that even a word if the if the response is right if the response to that claim Mm -hmm. of oh, no, it was the penis, Uh is, no, that's your penis and you need to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Isn't that actually fixing the narrative? Well, because, yes, in the the imaginative imaginative world, right, Mm -hmm. a lot of imaginative things happen in kids' shows. There are, you know, teddy bears that come to life and whatever. Yes, in the imaginative world, uh, the penis is acting on its own. volition but uh-huh. in the real world both in the show and the message that is being delivered is you have to take responsibility okay for what happened and while you know i as i say this i fully recognize it's really weird and <laughs> anyone who disagrees i'd be like fair enough it is weird <laughs> I would just love to hear what kids, how kids are interpreting it, because that's kind of the the main issue, I guess. It's like how they're they probably th- think it's hilarious, which it probably is. <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, yeah. Well, you watched fourteen episodes, so it must have something. <laughs> um, so I get that. I, I I would be very. I can give you some some quotes from from well from parents uh, of okay. a so. This is the parent of a five-year-old boy. Uh, We saw the program yesterday uh, and today, and we love it, both big and small. She means both her and the little one. Uh, So I look at my five-year-old boy, and I can see that he laughs for completely different reasons. He laughs just at how the willy acts. He thinks it's funny. And fortunately, Mm. he knows very well that the (laughs) willy must stay in his pants and that you're not able to fish or tame lions with your willy. <laughs> so this four-year-old is, your five-year-old, sorry, is capable of uh, distinguishing between the show on TV and reality. Well, sure. And it's not yeah. going to try and tame lions with his... Another, another mum saying she has two girls, a five and a nine-year-old, and they think the show's absolutely hilarious. It's children's TV at a child's level. Uh, mm-hmm. They they see it as just something, and that's what the actual the creator said. Let me find the quote directly from him. So, Jacob Lay, Jacob Lay, uh, say, the man behind John Dilliman, he's the father of two girls aged seven and ten, and a boy aged four. And he said the fact that it's about something embarrassing. Or, you know, that's the kids love that. And it's a way to tell them about the anatomy of the body without it being sexualized. And you can tie up in emotions that are about, like, fascination rather than any shame about the body. Mm-hmm. And the kids, the way that the kids see it is 
so separate from how like we apply so many of our feelings to it like mm-hmm. the me too conversation that is not relevant to four-year-olds sure. and if it was aimed at an older age then it would perhaps be a different conversation yeah but for them it's someone who who has a challenge with an entertaining part of his body and then mm-hmm. fixes it i can't help but think that you know it's a shame because they they would never ever do something like this with a vagina because that well, is well vulva vibica has already been proposed so <laughs> well sure it has been proposed but the thing is that uh, that would be an even bigger outcry because we like don't want to talk about it and and to actually explain to people what it's about <laughs> and that it's perfectly I mean, normal and what's happening with it and everything. Uh, and I on, kinda, a, on a physical I, basis, I think it would be a challenge to do exactly what John Dillerman's I'm not saying it's exactly that. I'm just saying creating a show where it destigmatizes the vagina. I, yeah, I would no, I mean that. Be interested in seeing that. Uh, yes. I think that is more groundbreaking than fucking having a wiener flying about. Because yeah, haha, that's uh, <laughs> we 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 get it. That's funny. Like everybody draws wieners all over. You can't fucking go outside and there's a fucking graffiti something of a penis like we're all familiar with the penis shape and all like the phallic symbols and all that it's all very funny um i want to see more vaginas let's have that in 2021 (laughs) (laughs) goals on a logistical basis i think it's a challenge for um no flaps to achieve quite the same <laughs> as but it doesn't have to be the same that's no, yeah saying. sure that's great but then it's a also, very different show sure right? yeah yeah but it can still have the same education or i don't even know if you would call john dillerman educational um but it could still <laughs> just but it's also that's I kind of the point. I think it would be so important because, like, we can never fucking talk about vaginas. We can't talk about periods. We can't do anything. It's always ew and meh. Uh, and I'm like, like, we need we need that conversation. That would be groundbreaking to teach, bo- like, small boys and girls that vaginas are just vaginas. You know. Uh, yes, sure. <laughs> but I think it's a separate shot. Like, I don't think that that has to be made as a as a response to this or as a no I think i'm they not can saying be... that it should be i'm just saying that's what i i think that would be kind of cool and i think there is more of an urgency to normalize that because penises are normalized i would say f- to an extent and vaginas are so stigmatized that it, we're just behind and like a lot of people hate their vaginas or like think they're wrong and all this like there's such an urgency to normalize it and to destigmatize it. So that would be fucking interesting. So yeah, I would that would be cool. Sure, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna see vaginas save the fucking day, okay? <laughs> Cause they always do. Having seen me I'm just I'm trying to compute how you know the the challenge with uh with the drawing of a vagina is that I'm it's just limiting yourself <laughs> no no it's just too easy right for people to go and say well that's just a beautiful flower <laughs> well and I you mean, know not if they talk about being vaginas then you can't kind of like Okay, there we go. If it's just a, you know, it's it's two vaginas having a chat with each other, then I think that can work <laughs> as a <laughs> show. I just instantly hear Key and Peel like, meow, 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 meow. like with their, <laughs> with their right. uh, menstruation orientation bit. It's amazing. Perfect. Perfection. <laughs> I think if you watch the specifics that happens in the show, then... Uh, the choice of a pe- it would it would need to be either 
a penis or breasts? A breasts? No. If you watch the show, <laughs> the physical reality <laughs> of what occurs would be challenging with a vagina. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I I would love <laughs> to see your art then. I that's 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 your challenge. I want to see. I think you need to. I look think at a more different show. Of vaginas. I think a different show could occur with oh, vaginas. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I, I don't think, so think this specific show could happen, but I absolutely am on no. board with a different show. I'm not really interested in it being the same, but I would just like to see a narrative that is not shaming uh, vaginas. That would be nice. Because I think I would have had a very different relationship with my own vagina if I had had some sort of like, like if there had been a visibility or like some normalization of this, but all I ever heard was, ooh, periods and ooh, we're t- you're talking about vaginas, this is disgusting. Ew. Also they smell, vaginas smell. Ugh. Like this is what you hear. This is what you get into your head as a vagina owner. And it's just, uh, it's not great. So people sell you shit to clean your vagina, which is, you should never do. Don't put anything on there. Don't try and wash it with shit. Like don't buy it. Like your vagina cleans itself. Not yours particularly, David, but, uh, it's, it knows how to get the job done. And people just don't know because there's so much shame and, like capitalism has taken over. Okay, I can rant about this, yes, but also we but need to I go to my story what, at some point. <laughs> but that's what ultra with ultra strips down does. Yeah, yeah, sure. And it's a very this show. I I really don't think that this show is about. Uh, I think it's aimed in a very different way. And if there's an mm-hmm. educational message of this show, it's not really about it's not about teaching you that your penis is okay if there's an educational message of this show it's about taking responsibility and they do that with a super weird so that's why Mm. i'm trying to say it's not that you know the show that you're discussing sounds great but it's a the only connection that i'm seeing is it being about genitalia rather this is actually a completely different yeah, yeah style yeah, yeah. and purpose and and concept 100%. of show that's I, quickly yeah. before we move on mm-hmm. i will say that your concern is is a you know uh, a valid one and uh, you know i get it yeah there are yeah. other concerns that people have had and but i like your points they're interesting and i think it's important that you know that the responsibility part is like enhanced like it's emphasized in this and I was sure. just quickly before, so there were some other concerns, which I did also, I felt were valid. So one mm-hmm. is some people have raised fear that it could help, this show could help pedophiles. Like the character of John Dillerman, he acts like a child, but has a super active penis. That mm. does sound like something that a pedophile could use Ooh. to convince a child, hey, it's just like John Dillerman. Why don't you have a play? Oh no, that's true. And I understand that. And that was genuine, like that as a concept, I completely was like, yeah, that sounds true. Yeah, that sounds fucking terrible. Unsettling. And yeah, I can see that. All of the child researchers who I have found talking about this say they have no fear that it would be a tool for pedophiles. Why? Uh, they just say that it's not uh, a uh let me how do they know i mean i don't know how they know but even oh i can say like i don't i'm not what are these professionals what are what are their jobs professional so uh (laughs) one said a pediatric counselor and psychologist at save the children aina lemke she said that that he behaves like a child even though he's an adult that is completely normal in television for children and it does not mm. does not uh in no no case does is it a tool for for pedophiles that that's just a normal part of children's television um 
Yeah, but there hasn't been a I penis involved <laughs> before. I think that's the problem, not that he behaves like a yeah. child. I guess. Uh, the... Uh, so, Christian Gross, he's a gender researcher. I know this man. <laughs> I've had beers with this man. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, well, he hates the show. Mm-hmm. For kind of the reasons that you raised, and I do wonder how much he's watched yeah. of it. He says mm-hmm. that John Dillerman doesn't take responsibility. Uh, his comment was, "It might have worked if you had involved both sexes and at the same time focused on the vagina, breasts, and buttocks. Then it could mm-hmm. open up for some conversations about the body." But mm. we start in the wrong place, and I and that it's just about the penis. Yeah, but that, as I was valid. trying to say, like I just feel like it's missing the point. Like this is not a show about conversations about the body. This is a mm. show that uses a weird, funny thing to talk about yeah. responsibility. But and I'm so sure he's watched it. He has small children. So, I mean, he probably has watched it. I mean, uh, I can't say for sure, but yeah, I can imagine. I've got no idea. But he he hates the show, and he says there is no danger that it creates more pedophilia. Uh, okay. So, I, I can't go into, you know, greater okay. de- okay. de- detail about why, but multiple different uh things say that it's not a, if i could have this is not from the experts it's just from me i would say <laughs> if a pedophile is in a situation where they have a child alone like i don't think that using john dillerman is going to make them any more successful in abusing a child like if you're at the state but one thing is like saying successful, but the other thing is like uh, manipulating the child. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, well, I don't know. they have no concerns That's about it. That's difficult to say, but uh, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That is <laughs> uh, why after watching it and after looking into it, I no longer, despite the obvious feelings... Mm-hmm. Uh, have a problem with John Dillerman. Good for you, David. Yeah. You're so brave. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I look forward to this uh, <laughs> story. Okay, well, we're going to stay in the same realm. We're oh. going to stay in Denmark. Okay. We're going to s- stay in the penis talk, kind of. So, Okay. Lately, there's been some firings of uh, well-respected men in the Danish media who've committed sexual assault. Yeah. Yay, let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, sure, I can say allegedly made uh, committed sexual assault, but yeah, you know. uh. (laughs) And so we're going to talk about, obviously, that and uh, rape. So trigger warning, if you're like, yeah, if you don't need to hear about that shit, then I would say skip this one. I'm not going to get super into details, but we're going to discuss some some things. So the latest of the firings of Danish news anchors um, uh, was a journalist and anchor, Jesdorf, who's been one of Denmark's like biggest TV personalities for many years. You know, He's just been on the screen basically all my life, I think. And now two women who were interns in their mid-20s at TV2, like in the beginning of 2000s, uh, they've come forward and they've shared how uh, Yesdolf has sexually assaulted them. So I don't, have you heard about this in the, like recently? Uh, the last week? No, not in the last week. Okay. So it's a big thing. The media is writing so many articles about it. People are discussing it. Everybody's angry because they love him and they don't want him to like, they don't want to lose another person that they like. And that's the fucking problem. But we'll get into it. So, uh, yeah, they were, they came forth and they talked about how he has sexually assaulted them. And one of the women says that he assaulted her, then hit her and then raped her. And the other woman said that he and his fellow TV colleague, I don't know who, but they wanted to have sex with the woman, but that she was able to get out of there in time before anything happened. So Yes says that he had a consensual relationship with the first woman, 
um, uh, and she has said that that after this, sometime after the rape, she did have consensual sex with him, and that does not mean that the that when he raped her that was consensual. You can have consensual sex with somebody like marital rape happens, yeah, and people are still confused about this. It's not that fucking difficult. I mean, Just you can want book. to tell yourself that it didn't yeah. happen, and so yeah. try to yeah. convince yourself after the fact by Absolutely. having consensual sex. So that's not absolutely. A- you don't want to believe that this happened to you, and there's a lot of different ways of coping. Also, he's a very powerful figure in Danish media. You don't want to be on his bad side. You don't like. The, it's a it's a nuanced and complicated situation. Obviously. Uh, this all reminds me so much of The Morning Show. Did you watch that show with Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon? No? Right. Uh, but it, it's actually a good show. It kind of get It's kind of loosely based on... Well, they can't say that, but you can kind of see the parallels to the whole um, Matt Lauer situation that happened in the US. So, okay. Um, yes, yes, yes. Finding my place. Good. So... Yesdov, he rejects ever having assaulted anyone. He is fucking pissed. He says they're lying. And he says, quote, the people who know me from back then know that I'm nothing like that. (laughs) Great. You're very credible. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he said that he at times had had a bit of a drinking problem. uh, And he acknowledges that TV2 has had a culture where boundaries were often violated but um yeah he's angry because tv2 has had a woman like a lawyer from an external bureau to come and exempt and like do an examination of the the whole thing like you yeah. you do in these situations and um he says that like yesdorf says that this was so unprofessional it has not been conducted um to a good enough degree and all that shit and he feels persecuted and punished in the harshest sense because he got fired so yeah sure that is just the worst punishment sure i can't think of anything worse i'm sure that the people who are still in jail for having pot on them 30 years ago agree that this is just the worst for you Yestov. it's very it's tough okay <laughs> obviously i have opinions about this <laughs> i cannot say what happened but i do believe the victims and this whole thing so i have like two fucking pages of notes about what i think and i won't <laughs> try to, but i just started writing because i had a lot of feelings anyway also this whole thing about you know them screaming about it being unfair and them getting fired and getting their lives ruined and being persecuted or whatever the thing is that nothing ever really happens like they get back into business like in 2015 news anchor michael dubu michael dubu i'm sorry <laughs> i also did the same God thing with it. jacob jacob i can't like but it's like I'm speaking English and there's, yeah, I have to navigate the bilingual stuff. Okay. So 2015 news anchor Mikhail Diobu had to leave his position due to the, his sexual misconduct. And today he's editor in chief at this huge news publication, BT. So actually a lot, these men are fine. And also most of the people that I see commenting on this and participating in the debate are fiercely defending these men that is what you see the most you like if you click on the comment section on anything about this there are just it's filled with victim blaming slut shaming uh like death threats rape threats all of this shit danes are out of control uh so yeah i don't feel like them being called out for their their behavior is ruining their lives. Yeah. I understand it's not pleasant for you, but it's not really 
gonna ruin your life if we look at what has happened in the past. Anyway, Tutu is like, well, this is about the victim's experiences and we have to take it seriously. No matter how long ago it was or like, you know, yeah, when all this happened and the woman who did the examination has also just expressed concern now that women don't want to come forth with their experiences because of people like that's always the thing you see how people look at these women and say well you're a fucking liar fuck you uh and obviously they don't want to come forth so this at the same time i'm just baffled that there's still this overwhelming narrative that these women are only saying this for the attention and to like ride the me too wave this is something i hear all the time and it's just baffling to me because why would anybody want to come forth with something like this willingly putting themselves in a situation where they're gonna see like get all the hate get all the death threats and obviously these women want to be anonymous and people are also pissed about that because you have to you know stand your ground huh but obviously you see what happens when women come forth and and say these things also yeah now i'm just talking about women but like men coming forth about sexual assault that happened to them is also huge fucking issue and that's a different kind of shaming and also horrible and also we've seen how christine blasey ford who spoke out against brett kavanaugh like she had to move her family yeah. Because of all the death threats. And I'm just, I'm David, I am tired of this debate in Denmark and that we are so behind. And I just also, like I told you this, it was edited out of the episode, but on Christmas, <laughs> I did it. By mistake. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into it again. Oh. It's just something that is everywhere. At Christmas, I was with my family. We were sitting around the Christmas table. And it comes up that Me Too has just gone too far. And it's just me being like, I disagree because this and this and this. And then my entire family just looking at me like I am too sensitive, too hysterical, too, like, all that bullshit. And it's... It's also difficult because I just, in that situation, I feel so overwhelmed and I really want to articulate everything just as well as I possibly can. But I get so sad and so angry and so it's like personal because I like constantly being like told very clearly that we don't give a shit about women uh, is and survivors it's just it's very disheartening and i feel quite hopeless and that's why it's important to speak out about these things when you hear like i know it's annoying i know it's not fun to go into these discussions but we need to tell people that they're wrong and explain to them why and we have to be brave even though it's uncomfortable and like it's sometimes yeah we we cannot keep having this fucking discussion because it's just damaging you know women so many survivors are looking at how people are talking about this and they know okay well i i can't come forth about what happened to me because i see how we're treated that's the fucking issue it also feels like it's going backwards because it is i mean there was plenty of negative reaction when I mean, we did an episode on Me Too finally coming to Denmark, right? And there right. was still negative reaction then. Mm-hmm. But it feels like there's more now. Mm-hmm. Which... I saw they did a survey or something about has Me Too gone too far? And over like 95% said yes. Yeah. Well. And we have the fucking audacity in Denmark to be like, we have gender equality, we're fine. And we are the most but that's part of the point assholes that's part of the point is the feeling of oh well we have gender equality so mm-hmm. therefore any criticism is wrong it's like well more yeah. gender equality doesn't mean gender equality right 
So yeah, so this happened, and uh, I think also the reason why so many people, especially men defending Yastov and all these men doing these things and saying that women are being too sensitive and a hand on the thighs, whatever, and blah, 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 is because they see themselves in them, and they, I think a lot of behavior is blurred and kind of just normalized. That is super problematic. I mean... There's just a lot of, you know, also pressuring uh, women to have sex with them. It's just normalized. And, like, aside from my current relationship, I have, like, so often experienced that my hesitation, because, like, I didn't want to be a bitch or hurt their egos and all that stuff that goes through your mind. Like, it just wasn't enough for the for the guy to stop kind of, come on, and it's just me. You don't let me. Like, this kind of fuck yeah okay fine to for you to just let's get this over with because god this is annoying. <laughs> I, I don't think i know a straight woman who has not ha- like fucked somebody to just you know kind of get it over with and keep the peace or not hurt the guy's feelings when you like you're not really into it but you're like oh fuck it i guess like, but why, why do people want to fuck someone who's not, like, really into fucking you? <laughs> I just don't understand. I, yeah. It's very weird to me. But um, we have to talk about it. And uh, talk to your boomer parents about this shit. <laughs> I know it's not fun. Uh, trust me, I fucking know. And it's very exhausting and, and honestly, like, sometimes a little traumatizing because it hurts. Like, per, it's personal to a lot of people. And so, also the media, I, I'm fucking tired. Let's go to Weekly What I the Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See, you made me have a main story this week. Are you happy now, David? <laughs> I'm like, can I just do weekly? What the fuck? David was like, I think it's better if you have a main story. I'm like, God damn it. It's right. It's true. And then here you go. Here is the main story, bitch. <laughs> so anyway, how are you? This is now the point that we do our little check-in on the week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just skip yes. straight past that. Well, so nothing really super Don't worry, interesting I'll just, I'll just happened out the last. this week. Uh, oh, 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 except for the fact that, like, domestic terrorists stormed the Capitol. No, banned topic. Okay. I know. The I know, shitty coup but is David, a banned topic. <laughs> but, David, this is this is only for the people listening way into the future being like, I wonder when this was. And now they know this exactly when this was. the week of the shitty coup. That's, that's and I won't, say, <laughs> I won't say We're assuming that it, there won't be another one. Uh... <laughs> Well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> this was the shitty failed coup. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, God, what a week. It's it's like the first week and a half of 2021. And yeah, we're really just getting into it. I'm excited. Okay, how are you doing? I'm ready for the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just of the planet or... <laughs> I don't need to be specific. It's just, <laughs> just ready. Just ready. <laughs> she ready. I okay. saw this week a weekly what the fuck that... Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you not ready? Well, you're just rushing. Oh, we have to get into the thought... weekly what the fuck. Wow, 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 wow. It was so close. Yeah, um, well, you're not so getting out of it. To... You're not... <laughs> Trying so hard. Uh, which looked like a story of yours, but turned into a story of mine. More penis? No. <laughs> uh, woman's body discovery that sparked oh. large police search. Did you see this? Oh, I. That's mine too. Oh, uh, it really? <laughs> this was this was such a you story to go find a story about a body that was found in a bog somewhere <laughs> it's so funny like uh, yeah, yeah you tell it so an english dog walker got the shock <laughs> of her life on tuesday when she stumbled across what appeared to be a human foot 
sticking out of the dirt in the countryside. <laughs> this provoked a huge police search, and it turned out, after <laughs> deploying their large-scale search team to the potential major crime scene, they discovered it was a large potato growing next to a mushroom. <laughs> Much like myself. <laughs> Which, yeah, I felt like a story about a uh, uh, a murdered woman was definitely a you story, and a story about a large potato was more of a me story. So <laughs> it was a nice a combo, all in one. <laughs> I feel sorry for no wait there wasn't a murder so or I mean there I, wasn't a murder like I feel sorry for the potato no <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have more yeah. no that's that's I'm 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 done there okay I'm I have one I have one extra yeah I love this burglars caught after accidentally butt dialing police mid robbery that this. is beautiful like how fucking hilarious is that that a guy. Who, who was robbing a place, just like pressed 999 with his ass on his phone. It's and then so talked funny. about what they were doing. That's the bit that I really <laughs> no, love. Like, it's it wasn't like a random butt dial. It was a butt dial where they proceeded to say, oh yeah, we're yeah. really good at stealing stuff. Hey, <laughs> let's steal some more things. Mm, let's take that TV that we don't own. Like... Oh my god! Why are you talking about just saying the other guy's full name? Yeah, <laughs> just like <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. Uh, well, good for them. Let's see if I can find another one because I don't want to cheat people out of. I feel like one on one is 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 perfect. I do I do have some you know. Did you see the rabbit squirrels in in New York? Uh no. So uh. <laughs> There is some, apparently they're not rabid, uh, but some very, <laughs> very aggressive squirrels mm-hmm. have been okay. attacking. They made one woman feel like she was the loser in a cage match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just racking, randomly attacking people. That's crazy. Okay, okay. I also saw a kid's science project led to an entire school in New Jersey being evacuated. Really? He uh, he brought in a... Nothing about this makes sense to me. So he brought in... He got a Geiger counter for Christmas to check radioactivity levels. Okay. And he found a plate which had a high level of radioactivity and he brought okay. it into school. And then the entire no. school was evacuated. Because he brought in uranium. <laughs> which, that, okay, cool, that's weird. This kid found uranium. But when I looked into it a bit further, it turns out before World War II in the US, there's a whole bunch of pottery that they coated with uranium to get a deep what? red color. And that's a pill still just floating around okay. for sale in charity shops. What? You can buy uranium plates. So they Stand didn't need up. to evacuate the whole school. That was because this stuff is apparently all over the place. If but you... that doesn't mean that it's good for you just because it's... Oh, no, it's still alive. like... <laughs> if you're around it long enough, you're like getting an x-ray. Uh, yeah, they yeah. say don't eat off it. They probably didn't need to evacuate the school. But that was like a double what the fuck. Of firstly, some kid got uranium. Secondly... Mm. Apparently, uranium is everywhere all over the US in charity shops. Just Dang. thrift stores being like, that deep red plate. <laughs> can I Can I have just one, Go ahead. one more? Okay. Slip it in. There, there is, there is a, a headline that says, Giant vagina sculpture fuels culture wars in Brazil. So this artist, Juliana Not. Tari said the uh, said the sculpture questioned the relationship between nature and culture in a phallocentric and anthropocentric society. And it's just amazing. Like it's just a picture of a hill with a huge vagina in it. It looks fucking cool, first of all. And that's great. But <laughs> what? Can it tame a lion or <laughs> save the day? And with that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm bringing the music in. That is exactly. Perfect. That's the perfect end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Thank I will say yes, listening. yes, it can. It can. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.